0: This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was. was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else, and just keep going. Get up and do it again, and again, and again.
1: The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I am back, first episode after vacation and competing at the American Open Series, so I wanted to do a quick episode, break down what it was like competing in Albuquerque and our trip to Tucson. I have Dana here with me. We had an awesome time in Tucson. We've been doing a lot of reflecting on life, and I think it's a a good time to get on the podcast and just talk about some changes that that we're thinking of making and you know just switching things up and getting outside of the routine i think uh, we've done a lot of reflecting over the last couple days and weeks so it's uh you know just my opportunity to relay that to you and kind of give you an inside look on what it was like competing and just life in general so i'm i'm glad to have you here um we'll kind of talk about it in two separate two separate segments because it was like two separate trips. We went to Albuquerque and then competed and essentially got out of there as soon as, as soon as the meet was over, which I would have liked to see um, more people compete just because it is fun to kind of support. And I know during my session, I had a ton of people in the stands and even in our session, we're basically cheering each other on, so it was cool.
0: Yeah, your session was awesome. Uh, Those stands were terrible (laughs) to sit in though. I mean, I don't blame people for not watching, not staying late.
1: Yeah, I wish the, um, I mean, we can talk about what USA Weightlifting could have done better. I think they do an awesome job at the national meets because essentially the AO series, most people who do weightlifting in the community can qualify for that pretty easily. So it's almost like this big time feel, even though it's not such a big time meet.
0: Is Does the AO series go in order of, Lowest qualifying total, like AO one is the lowest to qualify total. AO two is higher. And AO th- is there an AO three no. anymore?
1: There, there was. There probably will be next year, but uh this year there's just one and two. All the series are the same qualifying total, and then finals is after that, and that's a little bit higher. It, it's a lot higher, but it is higher. And then nationals is the ho- the highest qualifying total. So um i do always like recommend people even if you do crossfit and you've done weightlifting a few times if you can hop in a meet and get to one of those ao series it's just such a good experience
0: yeah it was really cool i mean i've never been to one of the national meets before and it was I it was a vibe like it was definitely different than what i expected um i don't know what i really expected but it was cool to see the whole setup in person because it looked exactly like it does online but I don't know it is different it just it definitely gave me like a I'm not competitive and I'm not like the best weightlifter but it definitely gave me the itch to want to get back into meets again
1: yeah well I think the cool part is that they have all the sessions so you could be in a session where everybody's within 10-15 kilos of you so it's it's very competitive for wherever you're at it doesn't Once you get to the B and A sessions, there's kind of a bigger gap. And like the 67s, I think the winning guy won by like 75 kilos. But when you're in the lower sessions, you're basically only competing with people who are relatively around the same total as you, which I think is cool.
0: That would be cooler for me, I think, because then I wouldn't necessarily follow myself, (laughs) which I hate doing.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like you go to that – it's – a big time meet like it's a big deal if you get to go to one of them but it's got the local meet atmosphere like you could do that on your Saturday training and it's it's like basically the same thing
0: yeah and I think that's one stigma that USA Weightlifting has where when we first started lifting it's like oh you're gonna do a meet or your coach says when do you want to do a meet and it's like whoa I'm not there yet I I need to lift more first and it's it's like, no, you don't have to lift more first. You just have to commit to a meet and see what it's actually like. And it's it's almost very intimidating for someone who isn't used to competing to just get out there and, and try a meet. But I would definitely encourage anyone to to do their first meet, you know.
1: Yeah. the And the, doing the local meet, you have to do a local meet before you can even qualify for the AO Series, which is cool because then you have that where you're – most likely in your own gym or at least a familiar environment you have your coach and teammates around you and then if not as many people can make it you might be i mean i got coached by somebody by a gym from philly barbell who isn't my everyday coach but but uh it's
0: still an awesome dude
1: yeah yeah he did it he did such a great job and I feel like I've I learned so much from him just I
0: learned so much from him too I loved being back there with him
1: yeah after the meet like we kind of and we'll talk about training a little bit leading up to it but after the meet he probably talked to me for at least a half an hour Mm -hmm. on what what I thought went well what I thought didn't go well what I can do training wise what I can do uh just at another meet if um I kind of go through the same things I did at that one so I'm really grateful that I had the experience to do that even though it wasn't Albuquerque wasn't let's say the best environment to be in but it was just good experience yeah for sure and uh training leading up to it I know like you kind of said that those meets can be intimidating especially when you go into the meet and you're not having good training like I, I did not hit close to what I wanted to during the meet in training at all so it, it does kind of suck going when you're like I'm gonna fly across the country and I'm not even sure if I'm gonna be able to hit my opener
0: yeah but I mean I know seeing you having a couple shitty training days do you think that played a factor into your mindset going into AO2 or were you able to turn that off
1: I think on meet week you know that everything's just done so after after all the heavy days were done, I'm like, all right, hopefully I can hit a bit, hit a big number. And it was good that I had that meet leading up probably two months before where I just hit a huge total kind of out of the blue. I wasn't really training for it and it just happened. So I think that might've fucked with me a little bit that I didn't have the best training leading into that one and did really well. So I think in this one, I thought, You know training wasn't that good but maybe I'll just pull a huge total out of my ass and that didn't happen yeah um yeah but you know leading up to it I I hit 103 with a press out at a Philly barbell like a week out and then other than that I think the most I snatched was 101 which was a number that was going to be close to what I was going to open with so (laughs) On game day I'm just like well Hopefully I'll make this
0: yeah but I mean We've also had a lot of changes over The since the last meet you did We've completely changed I mean we've changed everything meaning We have we're now at a different gym And it's a totally different environment We're lifting out of a CrossFit gym which In my opinion and I mean this might Piss some people off but I am not a huge fan of lifting out Of CrossFit gym I I love, I do love CrossFit and I love the vibe. I like the loud music and I like that there's, you know, always good energy and the people are, are great there. But for focusing on Olympic weightlifting, I, it's not really working for me. So, I mean, that's just me though. I need to change my mentality around it. That's not necessarily why you didn't have good training, but that's something that's been super different for us.
1: How important do you think it is to be in a good training environment? Maybe that's something that we took for granted because we were at a facility where it was weightlifting only and everything was kind of catered towards being the best weightlifter you could be. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to somewhere where weightlifting isn't the prime focus.
0: Yeah. And there's also, I mean, we came from a place that was very... Regimented, where we could set the temperature, we could set the music volume, we controlled essentially who was there and how many people and stuff like that. And every all of those things are out of our control right now, which is good and bad because I do feel like you need to adapt to different situations to get better and to get stronger mentally and physically. But it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying to figure out how I can get better back to the mindset that I was in a couple months ago with training but um, I don't know I don't know what I need to do differently
1: I think it's just an adjustment period like anytime you go through a big change I think especially if you've been doing something as strict as weightlifting where it's like two lifts and you do them all the time it's you would like to think that you're gonna be able to do them anywhere anytime mm-hmm. and, and it's just not the case so I think kind of giving yourself a little bit of just grace yeah yeah Yeah. just be like well the environment's different than what we're used to it it might suck for a while and that's okay yeah i think uh that kind of brings me back to like when i see beginning weightlifters who are pring all the time and then you can almost see that coming when the prs are gonna stop and I almost, like, want to warn those people, like, hey, you're not going to PR forever. You're not going to PR forever. I feel
0: like they do get warned. I feel like I've heard this before. (laughs) People do have those conversations. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, environment for me has been something that I've struggled with and I've talked about on the podcast, like, not necessarily being with people who are focusing on being the best weightlifters. And that's why – Talk, talking and going to Philadelphia barbell was was so awesome for me because I got to watch people who take their training super seriously and not saying that the people we we train with don't take it seriously but there's a clear difference that you can see when somebody walks in and they're treating it like this is their job mm-hmm. versus somebody who's doing it for fun
0: yeah it was it was a really cool experience to go there um, I I don't know how often I would want to go there because one, it's a far drive for us, but two, it's in a, it's in an area, you know, and, um, just not, I wouldn't be comfortable going by myself, but I give kudos to all those women that go there by themselves. Um, but Jim's awesome. He gives great feedback and like, it's, it is, it is a cool vibe there. It's definitely different. Um, but I think every gym is different.
1: Yeah. Yeah the thing i saw was um a couple different lifters when they walked in the gym what i was doing when i was there was just watching people and how they react in between lifts how they warm up what are they doing when they walk in what are they doing in between snatch and clean and jerk and you know just seeing people who take their recovery seriously like somebody brought in a theragun and i was like i would never even think to bring that into the gym but that's something that should if you want to be the best weightlifter, that's something that's going to be a part of your routine. So, you know, and I saw somebody else who had like three or four shaker bottles with different things, water, um, probably pre-workout. You and make fun routine. of me
0: for having my different shaker bottles. <laughs> Come on.
1: I know, but now when I, when I just... Now
0: it's okay, though. You saw somebody else doing it, so now, yeah. now it's all right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> when I see somebody who's, you know, it's just cool. It's just like you have to stop and think like what am I doing that's leading to my success or what am I doing that's taking away from my success and being able to reflect and I think um an important thing I always bring up on the show is just being honest with yourself like I think a lot of people have have a hard time looking at themselves in the mirror and saying like especially at this meet did I do everything I could and I think in some sense I did but there's definitely things that I could improve on, and there's, um, I think, a lot of people have a tough time with that. Like you, you always want to say that, of course, I did everything I could. Of course, I put my all into training. But like, look back on, look back on your program. Like, did you skip accessory work? Did you, um, did you sleep eight hours? Like, all those little things just add up every time you kind of miss or or you uh, don't take it as seriously.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, being at AO2 definitely sparked my desire to get back into it. And when I say get back into it is, I don't, when was the last meet that I did? I feel like I haven't done a meet.
1: You did the garage strength one a couple of months ago. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I did not do well there. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I want to get back into doing a meet. Um, or I want to get back into training the way that I want to train and talking about mindset and changing my mindset in the current gym that we're in, that's on me and that's on you know what I put into it. So I am hopeful that going forward, I'll be able, especially with the other life changes that I've been making, like I'll be able to focus a little bit more on training. I think we do a pretty good job of focusing on recovery, uh, which is great, but I definitely think we could focus a little bit more on training.
1: Yeah. What do you think like what do you think you need to change?
0: I I need to do more. I mean, I I need to I need to be less hard on myself when I miss a lift, but I do get really pissed off when I miss a lift, especially at a weight that I should not be missing. Um but I need to like you said skipping accessory work. I'm queen of skipping accessory work. So I need to do that. I definitely want to get back into doing CrossFit more often too though because I see how strong people become doing CrossFit, and I see how strong I was when I was doing CrossFit. And not that Olympic weightlifting doesn't make you strong, but I definitely feel like CrossFit is a great counterpart to Olympic weightlifting. I mean, they do only lifting in CrossFit. So it's just a great, um, you know, other type of workout to change things up a little bit so I want to spend a little bit more time in the gym I want to just not rush to get everything done and you know we'll see what happens
1: yeah I think a lot of times too, like setting yourself up for success outside of the gym leads to you being able to have more time in the gym so for us one of the things we struggle with is just having food prep so sometimes we might get done at seven thirty, seven forty five, 45 and we don't have dinner made So there's something where, hey, we can spend an extra 15, 20 minutes in the gym, not worry about it. If we already had dinner made and said, hey, as soon as we get home, we can eat and start recovering that way. Not like we're treating recovering as this full time job and we need to eat in the anabolic window. But like there's there's just things that you can do um, most of the time, like all this stuff that we're talking about is most of the time. And. CrossFit too. Like I like to think of weightlifting as almost like a mindset workout and CrossFit is like that physical workout. That's mm, that's yeah. the one that you're doing for your health and weightlifting You're doing <laughs> it
0: to be to be better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to try to be better.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's not it's not necessarily the workout that I would recommend if people just are trying to get healthy. But I would recommend doing weightlifting, at least some of the time. Do CrossFit some of the time, run some of the time, walk some of the time.
0: Do yoga some of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's kind of where we'll leave it at for the meet. Um, I mean, I went three for six, didn't have the best, didn't have the best day. It was so funny. I was listening to uh Kim do the videos. And when I missed the last clean and jerk, she's like, ah, come on, what the fuck? (laughs) In the back of the video. I didn't hear, I didn't see those videos. Yeah, I got to show you that after this. But yeah, I mean expectations i think leading into the meet are important but that that week leading into it it's just like you got you got to kind of let them go and hit the numbers that you're hopefully capable of hitting if not think think back to what you could have improved on and it's on to the next one
0: i think it's also um important to note that a lot of the people that were at the meet there were a ton of supporters there like We talked to um, the one girl, Brittany, right? And she had 48 athletes or Mm -hmm. 44 athletes competing at IO2. There were other gyms there that had 12 athletes competing or, you know, however many. But you were the only one competing from, from our gym. So I feel like, and we already talked to Joe about this, but, you know, getting a group of us together and doing the Arnold and all going to support each other. I think that would be really cool. And I think that would... That would kind of almost help a little bit too because you have your team there
1: yeah having having a support staff and even if it's like having one extra person to load weights i mean weightlifting it's such an individual sport but it's not when you actually look at who's in the back room and i know the one guy jason who was next to us i think he had his girlfriend back there loading the weights and oh i felt so bad
0: for (laughs) her he was yelling at her
1: but yeah yeah, I think um, in the future with weightlifting, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and I feel like that's like the disciplined aspect of my life. And then we went to Tucson, and it was and like... just had a fucking blast. <laughs> and that that was the fun part. But yeah, kind of. I want to stay disciplined in the sport, and then I also like want to have more fun. I noticed on the trip there. So what was uh what was kind of the ride to Tucson like, and and the trip like for you?
0: Well, I was so – I mean, first of all, a huge shout-out to Kim for driving six hours or six and a half hours to come and watch you lift one way. Um, That was amazing to see, and I know how much she cares about you, and it was was really cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, driving to Tucson, I was just excited. I was really excited to see where she's living now and to see the town and everything. I had no idea how beautiful and how just eye-opening that – that area could be and i never ever thought i would fall in love with a desert that's for sure
1: we were driving to tucson and i was sitting in the back you were sitting in the front and as i'm looking at the mountains that just seemed like they were never ending and kim's gonna make fun of me for this but i just like almost started to cry because i'm like i have a friend who (laughs) just drove six hours to watch me do six lifts and she's seen me do all those weights a hundred times and uh, yeah, it was just... but it's
0: not the weight that matters. Yeah, it's seeing you and just being there for you and support showing support.
1: Yeah, that was the cool thing. Like as soon as the competition was done, I didn't think about it at all. Like I just thought about being with my friends, being present. And yeah, that was a hell of a drive. It yeah, sucked.
0: it was. <laughs> it was a while.
1: But uh, Arizona. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I I really did not think I've driven through Arizona once and I never, I've never been to any of the cities—Phoenix, Tucson, um, Scottsdale—I've never been to any of them. But driving through, I re- I do remember it being really pretty. But it was nothing. This was unlike anything that I expected, and I I was so pleasantly surprised. It was amazing.
1: What was your favorite part?
0: Saguaro National Park—I think that's what it's called. So saguaros, I didn't know, are the big cactuses that you see like in cartoons, the ones with the arms. Um, So I didn't know what they were called. But in Saguaro National Park, there's just a shit ton of these cactuses or cacti. And it's, it's like mountains in the background, desert in, you know, where you are. But then there's all these cactuses and then the bushes and there's still flowers and trees and huge rocks and everything. And it's just it's like a freaking movie set I don't know it was it was just beautiful
1: yeah the sky and we went right at sunset yeah yeah
0: we rode in the back of Mike's pickup Mike and Kim's pickup that was unreal it was so cool
1: I think being able to like and that was the thing that was completely free like we didn't have to pay to do that we just like went at the right time and like all you have to do is just stare out into the distance and like see how pretty it is yeah
0: and just appreciate i think it was just so i was so appreciative that we could do that and i was so it was like bringing me such happiness just seeing how beautiful this part of the world is
1: i love it (laughs) so stupid (laughs) A cactus park
0: (laughs) i love the cactus park
1: yeah no um yeah saguaro was awesome for me too um
0: it wasn't your favorite though was it what was your favorite
1: i think mount lemon mount lemon was so we did that we did we do that the next day yeah yeah the cool thing about arizona and the tucson area like it's such a fitness and like health healthy. Active. they yeah, were so healthy so town yeah yeah, so we saw we went for a, like a five mile bike ride in the morning. I remember the one day. on a whim.
0: Yeah, it was just like Kim. Kim goes, "Oh, you guys want to go for a bike ride?" I was like, "Oh shit, I haven't been on a bike in like years."
1: Yeah, the one day we went, so we got up at like six six thirty, watched the sunrise. We went for a five mile bike ride, and it was stop for coffee. Stop for coffee. Got donuts for the kids, and it was eight thirty.
0: We were like, holy shit, I can't believe we did all of this before 8.30. Normal life, we're waking up at seven, 7.30 and we don't do a whole lot before 8.30. So that's something that I took away, you know, talking about reflecting from our trip. But that's definitely something that I took away that I would love for us to get into the habit of just doing more, using our time more wisely and just being able to enjoy things more I guess
1: yeah and you don't even have to pay for any of that stuff like sometimes it's just about hey let's get up at five and watch the sunrise or let's uh, let's drive 45 minutes so we can see something that we've never seen before Mm -hmm. so yeah that was that was the cool thing though the main thing I took away from the trip was just like I'm so routine oriented and I feel like I always preach that to people and there were so many things that we didn't do on the trip that I was like, wow, I really needed a step back from from doing everything. Just a break. So, yeah. what
0: are the things that you didn't do?
1: So, I didn't bring my journal at all. Um, I was
0: really surprised that you didn't.
1: Yeah, and I th- I thought about it like probably way more than I should have, but like if I'm going to bring this and I'm like, no, we're just going to wake up and go to bed and see what happens. Like we I don't want to have any plan. I didn't really read I didn't bring any stuff for the podcast I didn't log on to that Instagram at all I did spend some time scrolling while we were in the car yeah, on my well, personal one what but, else uh, are you
0: gonna do for six hours
1: yeah but just like all this stuff that we do on a daily basis and it's like hey we need to do this this and this like you need to check this off the box but I was at a point and I talked about it with Lauren on the last podcast Like I was at a spot where the things that I normally do automatic, I was like, this is the last thing I'm going to do. When I wake up in the morning, like the only thing I didn't want to do was like sit and do my journal. So I think if you have like a burnout period, it's good to just get get outside of your routine.
0: Yeah. Just take that break.
1: Yeah. Taking a break, I think, is important and it's been hard for us to kind of get back yeah from the so break
0: you haven't taken a cold shower in how long now <laughs>
1: <laughs> like two weeks well arizona i don't think had cold water yeah so i know I just,
0: tap water is hot
1: <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i haven't done cold showers and just reading and journaling haven't haven't been on the forefront as much and I've kind of pushed the podcast to the side, but it's good when you come back to it when you need to do it. Like you feel like drawn to do it. I think that's when it's important.
0: And that's the desire is there more, I think, rather than the I need to do this more than, oh, I want to do this. So, I mean, I think it was good to get out of our routine for sure. We both needed it. Um, We both needed the mental break from every day, And I think, I know we've been talking a lot about how our days are like exactly the same. It's so mundane. It's so not boring, but like we wake up at the same time. We do the same morning routine. We, you go to work at the kitchen table and I'll go to work and come back. We go to the gym. We have dinner. We may watch a show. We may, we always go for a walk and then we go to bed. Every day is the same. And like, I loved how in Tucson every day and hearing every day was different and hearing Kim now that we're not there she's like oh yeah I'm gonna go for a bike ride but it wasn't the same time as the week before it was like you know a Sunday and it was in the afternoon or it's just like she she can pick up and do whatever at any time and of course she's working and stuff but it's just so cool to not have like a super set routine um And just kind of do what you want to do. And I don't know, we've we've been talking so much about like, is living in Westchester, Pennsylvania for us? Is that, is this where we belong? Is this where we want to be? And I mean, I thought so. You loved Westchester last year.
1: Yeah, and I just struggle with like, I mean I've always heard like fall in love with the process like master the mundane like all these little buzzwords about being disciplined and like you should do the small things well all the time but I think there's so much more to life than just doing the small things well repeatedly and you can like I mean for weightlifting I'm really motivated and you're really motivated to get better but like at what expense so do you want to like for you, do you want to put 10 kilos on your total for Masters Nationals and cut out everything that... That's fun and Yeah, enjoyable. that you could potentially do? Like, is that worth it to you?
0: No, it's not. I mean, I, I don't know. I just... Every day since we've been back, walking somewhere or, you know, if we're in the car or whatever, I just keep thinking like, man, is this is this everyday thing, the same old, same old everyday it? Is this what it's about? And I'm really starting to think that it's not. And like that scares me, but at the same time, it kind of excites me. And this was just such a great trip and so eye-opening. And I know that other friends of ours, you know, Lauren and AJ are thinking about moving and I'm not like jumping on the moving bandwagon because all of our friends are moving, but it is just seeing these different places is very,
1: like I said, it's just eye-opening. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. I never used to do vacations either. Like the only time we really took vacations when I was younger was to play baseball. So like I just went to South Carolina, Georgia, and the only thing we did on the trip was go to a baseball game Sometimes we might go to a minor league baseball game, or we might uh, on the you off, might go
0: to two baseball games <laughs> on
1: the off day go to a water park or something. But we really weren't like seeing the seeing the town and seeing the culture. And I know that sounds like cliche to like go kind of see see and do what the locals do, but
0: I think that's important though. I mean, me growing up, I did go on vacations. We traveled all over the East Coast. We camped, you know, everywhere and. That was really cool and I'm very thankful for that experience because I do feel like that ignited that, you know, desire to see more. Um, But then as I got older, I was like, oh, I'm getting older. It's time to like settle down. I bought a house. I, you know, let's just do the same old, same old. Let's make sure we have a really great job that pays a lot of money for what? I don't know shit that you want to buy I guess here now I'm like selling everything we have (laughs) I'm like we don't need any of this stuff what do we actually need
1: what made you sell your house
0: um it was too big for just me and it was so much to upkeep I was paying somebody to cut the damn grass like I was never there I was just working so much it was 2,000 square feet I loved the house but it it was like in the middle of nowhere you know it was in Gilbertsville um so yeah, I don't know. It just I, I, it wasn't for me anymore.
1: It's just interesting to hear kind of everyone's life path is just different. Like some people that you hear some people say like, oh, I just knew like my goal in life was to be a dad mm-hmm. or to be a mom like that. That was always their calling. And now I'm like, I think my goal in life is just to like travel and have fun and enjoy it and like. Not be tied to a certain place and not not be tied to a certain schedule.
0: Yeah, I think As soon as you get into like this routine not to say that routines are bad. We know that routines benefit us a lot, right? But As soon as we get into the same old same old and it starts feeling mundane I don't know. I feel like maybe it's time to change things up a little bit
1: Yeah, and that's that goes for health too. Like, anytime you're doing something repeatedly, it almost becomes unhealthy to a certain point.
0: Right, and it's not like it's benefiting you anymore.
1: Do you think, as a nutrition coach, is there anything that, like, you kind of want to bring to your clients that you took away from the trip?
0: Um. Well, yeah, I mean, the way that we ate in Albuquerque. So a lot of people tend to just order out or go out to eat because oh we're traveling so we need to try all these different restaurants and although i totally agree that you should eat some local food and enjoy that cuisine and stuff like we were there for a purpose right you were there to lift and we didn't want to throw off your diet completely so we went to the grocery store and we bought what well, we what did we get steak eggs spinach some spring mix yeah ground um, turkey yeah ground turkey and vegetables and stuff and like we use the Airbnb kitchen efficiently like we made food so that we could have that for a couple days and one we saved so much money because we didn't order out and go out to eat for all of our meals and then um, two it just allowed us to stay in somewhat of a routine with what we are used to eating so that's definitely something that I would bring to my clients and I'm working right now on a blog post about how to eat well on the go So that's kind of incorporating like everyday errand running and traveling and vacations and stuff
1: Yeah Just like the the whole balance part I think is huge that we were able to do both and like we had ice cream at night Mm -hmm. But we had dinner and I think the steak we bought was like seven dollars total we bought a thing a minute rice and we had spinach and maybe one other vegetable i think yeah so we had we had all that and the entire meal probably cost us like nine or ten dollars for both of us yeah so it was like 450 a meal Mm -hmm. and we could have got that same thing the steak might have been a little higher quality out but it would have been 30 40 bucks each
0: yeah for sure i mean it's so it's so easy for people to just go out to eat and say fuck it like i'm here i'm just gonna eat out but it's so much of a better choice to go to the grocery store and get the food that you know you like, you know how to prepare, and you're going to get way less sodium, you know, way better, t- sometimes better quality food when you're making it yourself. So I'm glad we did that.
1: Yeah, so it's like routine in some areas and lack of routine in other areas is yeah, good. it's that so, balance. Yeah. So that's what I really learned from it was like, we can we can do both so like if we do plan on traveling like something that's important is probably having a kitchen so we can mm-hmm. so we can do that and hey we can afford to go somewhere extra because we're not gonna spend 120 dollars out on dinner right right so what do you think's next where where's the next trip we Florida got <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna hit all the states that are open <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, but I really want to go to Florida. I think when we were talking about doing a, a long weekend or something, October, November, I think we should definitely try we should try Florida. And you know, I don't know. What else is on your list besides Florida?
1: I don't know. I mean I've I've never been one to travel and like I've never been one to see the United States and now I'm like, Wow, like look at there's a cactus park in Arizona that's like <laughs> the most incredible views that you'll ever see and there's mountains and just there's so much out there Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm like mad at myself for not wanting to not caring to to do that before but now I feel like we have a hunger to do that yeah it's never too late it's never too late I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of the podcast with Dana. If you did, just be sure to share it out on your Instagram story and let people know that you liked it. If you need to get in contact with me, you can reach me at Better Than Yesterday Pod over there. If you have any guest recommendations or things that you want to hear talked about on the show, be sure to just send me a DM and I'd be happy to connect with you. So thank you everyone for the support week in and week out. I look forward to having another great episode next week.